the foundation of faith will bless your life. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into his word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given and you'll find power for Powerful Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God, all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Powerful Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given And you'll find power for living My friend, today I want to pick up where we left off last week on the heritage worth having. And again, Psalm 61 and verse 5 says, For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. We saw, first of all, the importance of the power of prayer. Psalm 61 says, Hear my cry, O God, and listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Oh, my friend, there's power in prayer. Most importantly, because not only what God does for us, but again, what God does in us through the power of prayer. And prayer makes a tremendous difference. I'm reminded of James chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, where uh, the apostle James says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous person, one who is right with God, avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly, and it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. He prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Basically, the Scripture is reminding us that these people in the, in the Scriptures that we read about, these great champions of the faith, were people just like you and me. They just knew how to get a hold of God and great prayer warriors. And I have had many great prayer warriors in my own life that through the years, they've just been these people that I've been able to surround myself with that have made a huge, huge difference, not only in my life, but in the ministry of new life and the ministry of power for living and all that God has done. But again, when we think about this uh, heritage worth having, not only do we need the power of prayer, The foundation of faith. Psalm 61 verse 2 says, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Of course, Psalm 118 verse 22 talks about the stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. In Matthew 21 and Acts 4, Ephesians 2, 1 Peter 2, scriptures like that in the New Testament remind us that Jesus Christ is that cornerstone of our faith. You know, Scripture says no other foundation can be laid than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 3.11. And the idea is he's the cornerstone. He's the foundation of of our life. You know, growing up in a bricklayer's home, I've told you so many times through the years, I learned so much about the importance 
of a foundation. That's where it all gets started. And that brick wall needs to be laid on the right foundation. So those guys that were pouring the footings and so forth was absolutely essential to being able to lay that solid brick wall. Of course, before they went to the poured foundations, I can remember Dad would uh, do the cement block uh, footers and so forth and had a little bit more control of his own destiny with that and made sure that foundation was right. But the foundation is absolutely essential, and that's the rock that is higher than ourselves. The cornerstone, they would set the building based upon the cornerstone. That was the most important aspect of the structure. Once they got that cornerstone uh, laid straight and, and level and so forth, then everything built off of that. And my friend, that's the idea of the rock that's higher than ourselves. Jesus Christ being that cornerstone, the absolute foundation of our faith. Here's the reality of the cornerstone of faith. We need to know what we believe. We need to know why we believe it. We need to know where to find it in the scriptures and then how to live it. And there's really a progression there. You got to know what you believe. You know, we live in a culture where, you know, things are kind of fluid and this is okay today and that's okay tomorrow and so forth. And I'm not saying that times don't change, but there are some things that are timeless. And that is the truth of the word of God. Know what you believe. Have some conviction. Know why you believe it. Know where to find it in scripture. And then most importantly, how to live it. You know, when I think of the heritage, the foundation, my faith, there's just some things growing up that when I think back my parents who are with the Lord, just some things they laid for a foundation in our life. There was prayer at every meal, just like I'm sure you do. Uh, Sunday, every week, Sunday was a church. I mean, there was just no questions about it. You know, I, I can honestly say I don't ever remember ever in my life growing up as a kid ever asking my parents on Saturday, are we going to church on Sunday? It was a given. We just knew it. And, of course, those were the days when you'd sort of lay out your Sunday clothes and so forth. And they were also the days of Sunday evening services. We would go back on Sunday night and uh, sing the great songs of the faith, a little Shiloh Wesleyan Church there uh, in between uh, Plymouth and Bremen, La Paz, right over by the Lake of the Woods and growing up in that little country church. And I often said, and when I was in elementary school, you know, most of my friends on Sunday evening, they were watching the wonderful world of Disney, and I was learning to sing the wonderful grace of Jesus. It was just a different time, but that was a part of the foundation of my life. The, the Lord's Day, Sunday, that was the idea that it was a day of rest, a day of worship. And even in culture back then, uh, even folks that didn't go to church, they still respected it, didn't schedule things on Sundays. It was a day for family. It was a day for faith. It was a day for rest. You know, my mom was the vacation Bible school director many, many times and just learned so much growing up in the home. You know, the gospel sings over at the Morris Civic, uh, kind of telling on myself a little bit here, but we'd go and we'd listen to the cathedrals and the stamps and the Blackwood Brothers, the Statesmen, the Rex Nealon Singers, all these kinds of things. But it was just what we would do about once every three, four months. They'd bring in these gospel groups at the Morris Civic, and mom and dad and our family and all their friends, we'd go and just and listen to that great gospel music. You know, I learned to, to tithe growing up in the home. 
I remember one of the first allowances that I can remember was I got 50 cents a week for doing my chores as a little boy. And dad would give me a quarter, two dimes, and a nickel. And that quarter was to go in my piggy bank. The two dimes I could spend any way I wanted. Of course, back then, you could get a bag of popcorn and a Coca-Cola at the Little League ballpark for a dime. Can you imagine that? But also, the nickel, dad taught. That's 10% of that 50 cents. And he said, Mike, that goes in the offering plate. And every week, that's just the way it was. And I made sure that went in the offering plate. It was just part of what I learned growing up. No work on Sundays. Dad had his own bricklaying crews. He was a subcontractor. And many times we'd load that pickup truck or he had uh, the two-ton truck that we used to nickname Big Blue, the big flatbed. And we'd load that up with all the scaffolding and so forth. But I can assure you this. If he was starting a new job on Monday, that truck got loaded up on Saturday. I don't ever remember loading the truck on Sunday. I'm just telling you, that's just the way it was. There wasn't any work on those times. When my brother Steve, uh, on vacation, when we were up in Minong, Wisconsin, dove into shallow water and broke his neck by the grace of God, was not paralyzed, but was in traction for 13 weeks and so forth. I've often said that shallow water, revealed the deep faith of mom and dad and the local uh, church, the little uh, Shiloh church. People just rallied together. And, you know, the Sunday dinner table, that was a time where we just would gather and so forth. It was just a part of my upbringing. But it sort of laid the foundation of faith. Then there's that shelter during storm, verses 3 and 4. It says, you've been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Psalm 61, 3 and 4. You know, we all go through storms, and the shelter that you build today will protect you tomorrow. You know, it's an image of a hen gathering its chicks and sort of putting its wings around them to protect them from the storm. And that's what God says he'll do for us. He'll protect us during the storm. And the faith you build today prepares you for the storms of tomorrow. My friend, Everybody faces a storm from some time or other. Nobody goes through life without facing challenges, adversity, storms, whatever you want to call them. And everybody's either in a storm or coming out of a storm or they're going to be in a storm. It's just a part of life. And my friend, that foundation is Jesus Christ. And Jesus talked about the wise man who builds his house on the rock. When the storms come, that house stays firm. The foolish man builds his house on the sand. That's life without God, life without faith. When the storms come, that reveals the lack of faith and the house comes crumbling down. And Jesus isn't talking about building houses. He's talking about lives, building your life on the rock-solid foundation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, my son, uh, Michael, preaching uh, here a while back, made a very good point. You don't build during the storm. You build prior to the storm, and then you have that when the storm comes. And so the faith you're building today, my friend, will shape your life for tomorrow. Then we see in this psalm the hope of heaven. It says, I'll abide in your tabernacle forever. Oh, my friend, what a heritage to know. You have that hope of heaven. Jesus said in John 14, he said, In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so I would have told you, he said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, you can be there with me as well. That's why he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Christ. Oh, my friend, 
heaven, that eternal perspective, living life with eternity in view. And when there's hope for the future, there's power in the present. And then that legacy worth leaving, he says, verse 5, you've given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Again, here's King David looking over his life. And with all the wealth that he had, everything at his fingertips, he said, you know, the thing I'm the most grateful for is I had a godly mom and dad who loved the Lord. My friend, what a great legacy. What a great heritage worth having. If you're a parent, make sure you pass on your faith. If you're a grandparent, pass it on. Wherever you find yourself in life, maybe you come from a family that didn't have faith. Well, you can be the one that starts it. Start that legacy. Leave that heritage worth having. And oh, my friend, you'll embrace the power of prayer. You'll learn to lay hold of God and pour out your heart to him. You'll have that foundation of faith, that rock-solid cornerstone of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when the storms blow, your life will stand firm because you're building it on the foundation. I like to say Jesus is the rock that does not roll, my friend. He stays firm. You'll have that shelter during the storms. God will protect you. doesn't mean he'll protect you from the storms, but he will protect you in the storm. And oh, my friend, in every life, a little rain must fall. But one of the things the Lord does is he doesn't remove the rain, but he can teach us to dance in the rain. And oh, my friend, keep your eyes fixed on Christ. Then that hope of heaven. Maybe you've got a loved one waiting for you on the other side. We all do. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. And then that legacy worth leaving. Be a person that has a godly life that passes it on to your family. It'll be a blessing to them, and it'll be a blessing to you as well. And if you've never trusted Christ as Savior, why not open up your life and heart to him today? Tell the Lord you believe that Christ died and rose again for your sins. By faith, invite Christ into your life to be your personal Lord and Savior. Oh, my friend, you'll be so glad you did. Just pray a simple prayer. Dear God, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe Christ died on the cross for my sins and rose again the third day for me. Lord Jesus, I invite you to my life to be my personal Savior. You pray that prayer, you'll be so glad you did. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen. Amen.